Welcome to Marketing for a Digital World, a podcast series introducing students to a variety of marketing professionals as they share practical career advice, examples, and stories from their careers to help students deepen their understanding of foundational marketing theory and practice. These episodes are hosted by British Columbia Institute of Technology professor Tracy Renzullo and are a key feature within the new interactive textbook of the same name authored by Scott Erickson the Charles A. Dana Professor and Chair of Marketing in the School of Business at Ithaca College. New podcast episodes are available for free each week during the 2022-23 academic year, providing listeners with thought-provoking and movement-enabling content that can be absorbed on the bus, at the gym, or walking between classes. Marketing for a Digital World is produced by Flip Learning, a publisher of exciting new books for undergraduates, authored exclusively by professors who have won major teaching awards. For more information about this new introductory marketing textbook, as well as our other titles, please click the link or go to fliplearning.com. So Marie, I'd like to switch a little bit um, here and talk a bit about ethics. In particular, thinking about the Sapphire cards, because in financial services, I think in that industry more than any other, you hold a lot of personal information about the client. You know, you know how much money they are lending, you know what they're spending, you actually know what they're buying, you know what their credit score is, you know all sorts of things. You know how much they're how many different cards they have in their household. So what I'm curious about is what are the ethical considerations around what information you can actually collect and then what information you can actually use for marketing purposes? Especially at Chase, there is a lot of there are a lot of laws and regulations, and, and actually at Comcast, there are a lot of laws and regulations around marketing. What what you can say, what you can claim, and what kind of data you can use, and so on. So, um, in every every time I've worked in marketing, there was always a legal compliance sort of aspect and exercise to make sure that that communication complied legally. No company wants to get sued. Um, so a lot of companies have those those kind of guardrails and standards, um, whether they like it or not. So that was kind of baseline. In at Chase, there's also the consideration of lending. Um, a lot of regulations and like the Fair Lending Act played in to be aware of of like restrictions. So fair lending is to ensure that people have the e- a more equal or fair opportunity to leverage um, lending, and so that kind of comes to life in different ways but that was something that from a card perspective we had to make sure and think through of if we were to offer if if we were thinking of new ideas we were to offer something could we say you have to spend x to get y is that is that would that be fair is like would anyone be able to do that if they wanted to or is that kind of such a hurdle that certain people would not be able to get that reward or get that benefit. 
and therefore it would be unfair. And so sometimes you have to think through that from a regulation perspective and legally, but you could kind of add to that in terms of, you know, ethically, like what, do you, what are you trying to convey and making sure that it doesn't get into that gray area, let's say, even if it wasn't illegal to say that, is that really the right thing to say? Mm -hmm. So if you're considering, for example, a client that is say maxed out on their credit card, maybe they have a couple loans with you and maybe they're making just minimum payments. Is there anything ethically that you could or could not do to maybe increase the amount of leverage they have on their credit card? So if they have a maximum of 20,000, you know, knowing that they are at that full max and have all this other debt, is there any regulatory issues around offering them maybe some extra credit on that credit card or is that run into more of an ethical decision? It's definitely regulated. Um, and I think we can kind of think like the housing crisis for some of these regulations that, that came, that have been created, but, um, part of it is legal, legally a bank, you know, not being able to do X, Y, Z, but even internally, there's also a consideration of risk. Why would we want to have someone lend more? They're already maxed out. Likelihood of them to ever pay us back goes down real quick. So why would we even expose ourselves to that? So there's also a business decision behind that um, that plays in. I know it's not like necessarily an ethical decision, but there are there is also kind of a business benefit of not just trying to get people's money who can't pay you back. Um, and so there's also a lot of internal logic around who is eligible for certain thing be things because of this risk or because of these regulations that make sure that from a marketing perspective, we're not reaching out to those people because it doesn't make sense or is illegal <laughs> to get them to talk to them about this thing. So do you find in your experience that companies are focused a little bit more on their responsibilities on sustainability? Because they know that, you know, it's definitely something that more and more companies are thinking more about. But do you think that it's more ingrained into their strategy? Not as much as I think it should be. There are a lot of times where sustainability corporate social responsibility, again, is its own team. And so if, if it's not part of your job, it's harder to incorporate that. And I really do believe when it comes to ethics, when it comes to diversity and inclusion, when it comes to sustainability, that it's not about one dedicated team. I mean, yes, sometimes that's necessary, but every single person can make so many decisions on a day-to-day -day basis that those three factors should be part of that decision-making. And so I think 
there should be more of an emphasis on everyone being aware or somehow tied to sustainability goals. It's really great to see companies come out and say, we've invested this, we've decreased our carbon footprint by Y and so on. But why are people printing a million copies of uh, PowerPoint every day? You know, like there's other, there's so many impacts from a company perspective on a day-to-day -day basis that I think everyone should really be responsible for that. And I don't think enough people take ownership into it. Like the loyalty campaign that I did, I could have spent that money anywhere and been done with it and had a great successful campaign. But I felt empowered and I I made the decision in choosing who is going to supply these luxury products to our customers as a surprise and delight. I went with a small company that was a Chase client, but it was owned and started by two Black women who also make it everything's made in America. And they also donate clean water to a community center in Oakland that helps support women and children in need. So I could have spent that money at some big alcohol distributor and checked that box. Mm -hmm. But I had a decision to make and I wanted to spend that money and choose a vendor that it could go further in their business. They were amazing to work with because I was working directly with the owner and it was the right place to put that money. No one would have been mad or dinged me for going with a big alcohol distributor, but I found that opportunity in my own day to day. And so that's what I wish more people thought of when they think about a direct mail campaign to print, you know, what, who's printing it? Is it a big company or maybe a smaller company, local company we can use? Why are we printing all these pieces of paper? Most of them go in the trash. Is it recyclable paper? Maybe it'll cost a little bit more, but can we you know, adjust the pricing or build that into the budget. And so I really think that everyone can do a little bit in their day-to-day, -day, even if they're not responsible for sustainability, for example. Yes, mm -hmm. I, I kind of see it too as an ethical decision because in some ways being more sustainable is more expensive. So it's either going to hit you on the bottom line or you have to pass that on to the end consumer and so consumers as well, they want to do business with sustainable companies, but not all consumers are willing to pay the extra that it takes to do business with those companies. So I think it's amazing that you sourced out that alcohol company. And as you say, you could have gone with a big company very easily, and it probably would have been cheaper for you to do that. But you didn't, you didn't do that. By having that thought process, I the way I was able to kind of get alignment was like 
by doing this and highlighting this company that, that stands for and represents the values that we say we stand for as a company. You know, Chase cares about people, cares about people in their community, you know, cares about sustainability. It was a very organic co-brand situation where that brand aligned with our brand. And so it did kind of play into the corporate side of things. Um, but I do have hope because a lot of research has come out where Gen Z is very focused on the company and what is that brand and what do they stand for? There's a big magnifying glass, especially from that generation of how have, how's this company acted when things are going wrong and thing, when we have, you know, big events in our, in our society um, and what have they done? What have they stood for? And that means a lot to that generation. And so I'm hoping that that kind of forces companies to think about that and stand behind the right things, knowing that there's people with wallets, <laughs> with wallets that are gonna spend it at that smaller company or at that company that aligns with their values, even if it may be less convenient. Um, because it does really mean a lot and plays a lot more into their buying decision than, than maybe other generations mm -hmm. have. Mm -hmm.